You are listening to a Best Of series only on Lance J Plus. You guys know a lot about Lyme disease. Right. Uh, give me the byline. Give me the quick synopsis for the audience. What is it? And what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? I'll, I'll take that one. Lyme is basically sure. a, a bacteria that is not viral. It's a, it's a, it comes from a bacteria, usually from some type of tick bite, um, usually from a tick bite that's attributed to a deer. Um, it's very prevalent in the northeastern part of the United States. Okay. So if you're in Virginia, Maryland, Connecticut, Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, it's prevalent there. Not as often out in the West Coast, but but tick-borne illnesses, whether it's Lyme or Rocky Mountain spotted fever or many of these other ones, they, they all have very similar results. There are different complications bending, uh, depending on the tick that you are bitten by that can come with Lyme. So some people have neurological damage. Some people um, have heart damage. Some people just have unbelievable soul-sapping, sucking fatigue mm. from it. So um, it's very difficult to treat. Fortunately, they've made strides in treating it, and, and they're better doctors. But the truth of the matter is, Isaac, you have infectious disease doctors that, that usually treat these type of issues and a typical ID, they can't treat this. Uh, you got to go to someone that has a background background in treating Lyme. And that's not always the easiest person to find. So let me tell you my first reaction when I heard both of you had Lyme disease, because right. I found out individually, right. I said, that's white people's disease. White people get that. I was shocked that two, well, you ain't gonna get it on the two south side black of Chicago. men that I knew. But you're not going to get it on the south side of Chicago. Yeah, no deer. Guys, no deer on the south side of Chicago. You guys are, are, are so. well-traveled. But right. I was shocked that black men get this, yeah. can get this. Right. This is not some obscure right. things that happen outside of your neighborhood. Right. It can happen to you. And the only way that Brian found out about it is he was paying attention to his fatigue right. and went to see a medical professional. Well, correction, you're right. People around me were paying to uh, paying attention to yes, my fatigue. Yeah, I, you think, paying, I did so the you normal to them. Right. The normal man thing is like it's nothing. Even right. with pains, you know, right. you don't want to show vulnerability and weakness. Yep. It's just mm. I'm coming down with something mm. or a pain you might be feeling. I know y'all were talking about a, a sore shoulder or a, right. a sprained ankle. It'll eventually heal itself. Right. Um, so I had to be coerced to go get it looked into. Because how many ailments so have you, you figured out in the past by just walking it off and it'll work mm -hmm. out. I mean, that you're, you're a man. I, I think in, the in, thing in is one of the that, things that I think we, MO, we right? do in terms of avoiding going to the doctor is you make excuses and there are excuses that you're too busy. Right. And if I feel fine, then I am fine. Mm -hmm. Follow what I'm saying? Right. Right. So great. Um, those are the things, or you, you're, you don't want to feel like I, I'm doing great. I don't want to get a diagnosis that's right. going to be life-changing or life-altering where I'm going to right. have to make some sort of lifestyle changes or someone tells me there's something wrong with me when I feel fine. So I think those are all probably some of the primary reasons why, you know, we just don't go to the doctor. I feel fine. So M5 is one of those things that you say internally, but if you ever say it in front of someone, it would get batted down. If, you, right. if I ever said that to my wife, I would never say that to her. Right. She would be like, come on, you got to go see a doctor. No, I mean, that's a that's a great point. And, and you know, Brian, since I've talked to you a lot about your condition, uh, share briefly. Um, I know that you have had battles with this. Talk about some of the symptoms that that you felt as a as a Lyme disease survivor and some of the cycles that you've dealt with. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they call it the great imitator. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
you, 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 I know initially, um, you go to all these different specialists because some things I was ignoring, uh, with, it felt like tightness in my chest, yep. uh, you know, a lot of vision issues, yep. um, a lot of achiness in hindsight and stiffness in joints. And, you know, I work out, so I just assumed I was sore from working out, but since I've actually started dressing Lyme, um, and I think there's been a lot of success and I've made a lot of progress the, you know, the achiness and the soreness I associated with working out. When I work out now, I don't have it. Um, the problems I was having with my heart, I just saw a cardiologist maybe two months ago. And I was blessed to, um, I, I'll never forget when they sent me to the cardiologist the first time, uh, the, the lady, the doctor that I was speaking with, she was familiar with Lyme. She said, I want you to go to see this Lyme. This is how I found my Lyme litter doctor. Doctor, since you have Lyme, before we try to do anything uh, more complicated, and so they started working on the actual Lyme and some of the co-infections I had, which was Bartonella. Yep. And as those I things have. got better, my heart got better. My heart got better all of a sudden, right? Uh, sleep disturbances are still things I'm dealing with in terms of not getting good sound quality sleep. And then just double vision, blurry vision, painful eyes, uh, dry, itchy eyes. I think a lot of people, depending on your your, your health and uh, the, the, the tick that bit you, you have symptoms that uh, might be different than these, but mine are basically eyes and sleep issues right now. Have, and the funny thing I is they'll, they'll, they'll tell people, for five years. uh, you, you look, you look perfectly fine. Right. There's no way you have something wrong with you. Yeah. I'm like, uh, but I do, you know, so, yeah. but no, I, you know, Brian and I, yeah, I appreciate cause Isaac, I got, like I said, I talked to Brian a lot and I'm involved in several Lyme disease support groups Good. because, um, I I and one of the things that Brian was smart and, and Brian's wife got him into a doctor quickly. And one of the things about Lyme, once this thing settles in, you, you don't have a lot of time. So if you try to if you try to walk it off for six months to uh, a year, it, it gets to where it's the, the more deep it gets infested in you, it's harder to treat. So shout out to you, Brian, for getting treatment earlier, because that that makes your path to healing uh, a much better and, and visible path, but but Lyme is is such a difficult illness to to deal with because like like Brian says it's, it's called the Great Imitator. Um, you can have symptoms that are similar to MS, ALS. You can have symptoms that are similar. You know it it it, it can produce like a gout like arthritis in your foot and hands. I mean there's so many things that that this thing can do. Um, so it's just important to to have that constant discussion with your provider and I like to talk to people in my support group that hey I had Lyme I was in a wheelchair from Lyme you there's life after this hmm. mm -hmm. um, there's mm -hmm. life after this but it's not always going to be easy you're gonna have days that are really rough days and there's not a there's not a magic elixir there's no surgery you can have there's not a cure but people like Brian that address it that are vigilant that fight through that are still active that that go to the doctor to understand that that it can impact the heart it can impact the, the the neurological side. That's how you that's how you manage this illness and, and ultimately defeat it is, is by staying vigilant. And you know, I've always appreciated Brian your your candor and honesty uh, through the battle. And I look forward to you continuing to be on the other side of this and encouraging other people that were where you were, you know, a year and a half ago. Uh, that 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 really were, you know, scared, concerned. Hey, what's going on? You know, is this normal? The Herxes all of that stuff, uh, I know that you'll pay it forward as, as you go through your healing journey. Yeah, it, you're right about the, the support groups. I'm part of one on Facebook, and then oh, there's great. a website. 
uh, for the treatment. I'm doing a, a, a desk bio, so like an immunotherapy. But James, also thank you for being a, a shoulder to lean on and a listening ear. But I'll say this. You know, one of the things you learn, uh, especially when you're in these support groups, because you can never tell if your bad days is as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just heard James said he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, I cannot tell you some of the folks I've yeah. come in contact with and talked to and heard them, you know, say they were in bed. They yeah. lost their career. Yeah. Yep. Um, I if, if if I didn't tell you I had Lyme, you wouldn't know. And I don't yeah. consider that to be great. I consider that to be a blessing because we were able to get some you know, early detection and start working on it yeah, immediately. So I don't really have a lot of bad days other than my eyes. And I know a lot of people think bees being cool when I have on sunglasses. I'm just very sensitive to light right. and that part has not been fixed. And so I do wear glasses I, or sunglasses a lot just I to promise you, Brian, light sensitivity. I, I had that. That's the that's a classic Bartonella symptom. I promise you that will go away. That uh, I had that for like five years and ultimately Oh my gosh, five it, years. It, it resolved itself. I had to do the sunglasses, but you know the body is amazing the bodies uh the way the creator has built us and the ability for the body to heal itself from these um you know outside forces you know I, I promise you that's something that that's going to dissipate over time you know i know what it's like to have that blurred vision you're trying to drive and i'm seeing isaac i'm seeing the 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 highway sign i'm seeing three signs <laughs> i don't know where to get off at the exit but that that is something that you know as a classic bartonella issue it it definitely will go away. I haven't talked to a lot of people that have had that indefinitely, you know, as you get your treatment before we get away, before we get too sympathetic about Brian, he wears some amazing sunglasses. All right. Well, you got the Ray-Bans and I'm not <laughs> I'm mad at him, man. He's he looks good while he's do doing that. it. It's, um, but, um, but it, it means a lot to me to have uh, you on Brian, because I don't, I don't talk about my Lyme disease that often on the show. Um, and, you know, warriors out there that, that fight this thing, and defeat this thing. It's just like having diabetes. Hmm. It's just like having it's chronic disease. I don't want to say cancer because yeah. that's a little bit more immediately life threatening, but it's a chronic illness like yeah. multiple sclerosis, yeah. diabetes. You got to get up every day Crohn's. with the understanding that this is in you. Mm-hmm. But if you lay down and just let negativity permeate your spirit, it's going to be hard to fight this. You have to be vigilant and say, I will get up. I will work out. Mm. I will do those steps. I will eat right. I will eliminate things from my diary to trigger this. And, and, you know, I talked to Brian frequently and his willingness to do that is, is, is critically important. And, and I'm just, I'm, I appreciate you sharing your story and, and don't think because you haven't been in a wheelchair or anything like this, man, any, any of these illnesses, they have so much impact on the body, man. It's, it's, it's not about who's suffering more it's really more about the victory and, and your willingness to, to push through. And that that's inspirational to me. Appreciate all the support you've given and all the advice you've given. I, I just feel blessed. I mean, having been diagnosed with this and not knowing what it was, I made some changes and I'll be honest, Isaac knows we hang around each other a lot. Am I a hundred percent with my diet? No, but I'll never forget my, my nurse practitioner told me and my Lyme doctor said, if I told you, you can't ever eat this or you can't ever drink this or whatever the case is, that in itself comes with a different set of problems and stress. So I need you to minimize these things or I need you to limit these things. And so I kind of, you know, I kind of, I guess, um, lean towards just probably being on what I need to be on 75% of the time. But other than that, I go ahead and try to enjoy life because just, 
it's not fun to to Can't live and fun to be around right if you just absolutely like what's in that is there sugar in that right. is there dairy in that or is there alcohol in that so right. uh, i just try to do the best i can probably around 70 75 percent of the time shout out to good healthcare professionals mm. that, that know how to relate right. to these patients right. that is amazing that's, yeah, that's good uh, we need we definitely need more of that isaac in our communities last thing uh brian what would you advise people that are struggling with Lyme disease, what if you have a couple of, of tips and pointers just from your experience, what would be the best advice that you could pass along? Well, the, the first piece of advice I would give is one you gave me, and, and I, I mean this in the nicest way. I'm not in any way, shape, or form taking a shot at the medical profession. Your primary care physician has no idea when it comes to Lyme. Mm, Do not trust them in terms of with your health. If you don't feel right, something's not right because they will prescribe, you know, an antibiotic for three weeks and then tell you you're fine. And if you know you're not fine, you need to continue to sort of, you know, seek help. The other thing is you have to find what they call a LLMD. And again, this is just advice James gave me, a Lyme literate medical doctor. Now that term is not recognized by the American Medical Association. As a matter of fact, my PCP said, what is that? That's not even real. But I found a good one. Quack. Yeah, I found a good one. And the other thing is you're definitely going to have to, and this is not a bad thing, especially uh, when you think about all the different challenges we have with our health, you're going to have to look at your lifestyle and you're going to have to make some changes. And so, um, and there's a lot of information out there. There is a lot of information out there. It's a lot more common than people know, especially in the mid-Atlantic and the Northeast, like you said. So I don't wish this on anybody, but I'm not going to sit here and complain as if mm. my life just sucks. Because like I said, I have met so many people whose stories are unbelievable. And for the most part, I mean, if you, I didn't tell you I'd lie, you wouldn't be able to tell. And that's just because of the great care and a lot of the support and the device I've been given to this point. So Man. find you an LLMD. You're going to have to change your lifestyle and be vigilant and, you know, be diligent in whatever sort of um, treatment protocol that you decide to go on. And it does get better. It absolutely does get better. That's good. That's Man, good that's, to hear. That's, that's fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Brian, for, for joining the show. Uh, Thanks, we'll be, Brian. We'll be back with more Lance Day Radio Network after these messages. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios.